Welcome to episode 416 of the Doctor of Ed, the Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the first episode of Megalos. Yes, we begin in the TARDIS. The um, Doctor and Romana are working on K9, who blew up after his uh, dip into the ocean at Brighton Beach last time. And uh, Romana says that they are near the planet system of Zoltadura and Tigella. And uh, the doctor seems to remember that he was there before. Uh, it's kind of foggy, but he remembers a Zastor who showed him around. And they continue to work on... He wants to go down, check it out, and Romana says, but what about K-9? It's like, okay, first things first. But maybe not in that order, which kind of frustrates her. On the planet, or on a planet, we see a crew in something kind of white space suit, uh, garb, white hair, are trying to stop an explosion on a ship. They, one of them calls in medical teams because they can't contain this, this issue that's happening on the ship, uh, older man in a purple garb comes on and uh, talks to the, I forget the name he gave the person directing the calling for medical, um, and talking about this powerful power source and this powerful device called the dodecahedron. Uh, this older statesman is Astor. Um, they talk about the Deons and the Savants fighting over this uh, dodecahedron, what it is, how it works, um, who should have it. Um, and then they are discussing about how to re-inhabit their planet's surface. They are uh, off of this ship or wherever they were. There's another group of people... Um, we see it looks like a priestess. Her name is Lexa, and she is uh, ha- surrounded by these others, and they're dressed in long pink robes. And she has a fall of long white hair out of her headdress. Um, she says how she must go have a talk with Zastor about what he's planning to do, and he can't do this, and. Um, so they have a discussion about the fact that he's trying to be revoking ancient law. Um, then the others say, oh, he must make a decision. And so Zaster is in between these two factions on his planet, which is Tigella. Um, and he says that what he has asked him to come. Um, and he tells of this man that, oh, 50 years or so ago... He came and he is able to sort through the situation and see the threads of time and see when they need to be mended and not, and he can help us. The Doctor and Romana are still trying to fix K9. They nearly have him fixed, and the Doctor asks him a couple questions of post-repair questions, progress questions, and he says, 
Yes, you can hear him. This is affirmative mistress. So they've not quite got him fixed. Not recognizing, no voice recognition, I guess. <laughs> so there's much argument. Uh, Zastor is, has got some of the groups together. His, uh, the white-suited crew, some of them are there. Um, Zastor and then Lexa and the others. I believe that they're the Dayons and the white Haired people are the savants, um, and Zastor seems to be their leader, but in the middle, who's trying to calm them down as they both sides argue. Another planet we see, and then we go to the surface. There, it looks like it is Zoltathora, sister planet to Tigella. There's a group of people that enter their small spacecraft, exit their small spacecraft, and are walking towards this larger um, bits of equipment. There's huge panels that are on this desolate, windswept planet. They uh, look very barbarian, and they're garbed with long, like, robes and fur collars or fur hats with pointed helmet shapes at the top, very much like old Russian or Huns, um, but with some technology. They, the one in charge, uh, we see that they have a prisoner, a humanoid, looks like a businessman, looks like a CPA, um, say that uh, they talk about this um, message, but there's no information with it. Why send across the universe for um, a thing like this? We don't know what this is yet until in the middle of these big, huge panels, something comes up and lifts from the ground. It's a room or a ship of some sort. And the door, a door opens, so they all decide to go in there. Inside is bright white with many lights. Um, a voice welcomes them. It's General Gruger, is the and his group of fortune hunters and an Earthling. He says, um, the voice identifies itself as Megloss, the only survivor of this planet of Zoltathera, I believe he says, and he says that he appears, and he appears as a large cactus, and he says that he is a zerophyte, a plant form, and he has a proposition for General Gregor. Zastor tries to calm the factions by telling them of, telling them of this man that can come and help them. Lexa says she will try to consult the power itself. Um, one of the savants, Kiris, comes in, and she had been one of the people who were trying to stop the explosion, and since she risked her life, um, Zastor says that we must hear her, and she says that, well, whatever happens, um, we're going to run out of power, we're run out of food, and we're going to have to go to the surface. We're going to have to find a way. Megalos 
uh, still trying to make a deal with Gregor and his men, and it sounds as if he wants them to go and get this power source, this dodecahedron. K9 is still not functional. There are power problems, but the doctor says, good thing I'm, I'm good at those. Um, and he's still talking about going down to their planet. Ramon is still trying to work on K9. Uh, Meglos tells them more about the dodecahedron and how it. Um, Gregor knows that it, it's their power source, it powers their planet. Um, Meglos says that oh, it is much more than that, it could, it could power the galaxy. Um, and he tells them that, is he clear on the process? Are they ready to proceed? And Gregor says yes and goes over that yes, I need to press this button first and then this over here on this panel. And so he tells them to start. They have moved the cactus, Megalos, off against the wall in front of this panel. And they put their earthling prisoner against another panel. The controls are set and the panels slide open and they both subjects go back into the recessed area. So as they think that Megalos is just in this panel and the process has started, he, Gregor and his, his second command are looking around trying to think of well, what else they could get from this ship and how else could they, they take advantage. If we take this apart, we could get so much for this control or that control. And Megalos interrupts him because he hears him saying, well, I didn't trust you. They, they try to leave and they, he's locked him in. As well, something like that. I knew you might try to change our plan, so I need you to continue with this process. And they press more buttons, and there's a light beam that undulates over the cactus and over the, the poor human. And the cactus collapses in on itself like the life force within it is being drained and it's becoming a shell of itself and disintegrating and then we see that the poor human is taking on the characteristics of the cactus so his, he's humanoid in voice and shape but he's got boils on his face and it's green and the needles are like poking out of the boils as if he were part cacti Megalos um, comes out as a human and walks over the controls because now he's under his own. He can move around and affect his own ship and environment. And he presses some controls and he sees that Zastor has sent for this Time Lord. Ramon is still working on K9 and then she says, Repairs are complete. Then she presses something and Romana said, uh, the canine says repairs complete and so they try to check something else and then she's oh blast something else happened and Dark says well just wiggle his tail wag his tail for him oh that fixes it and then something else happens and then it, it we repeat the same thing again Megalos has caught the doctor in a chronos Chronotic, chronotic, historicist loop. 
I think that's what he said. He says that they will never get out of that. The only time they will be aware of it is at the beginning as they restart the loop that they're stuck in. As the um, same scene with Canine and Romana works out again, the, the doctor realizes that they are stuck in the loop and they said, oh, we'll never get out of this if it's this kind. The Gregor is saying, well, now, well, he's able to bend time. Um, so the Tigella will not, you know, have need of this Time Lord anymore. And uh, Megalus says, no, we mustn't disappoint the Tigellans. And he turns after switching some controls. And we've seen Doctor image on his view screen. And he turns and he is now taken on the doctor's voice and image and he says they must not be disappointed and we end so we get another duplicate for the doctor yes uh, we'll get to that sorry that's the ending that's okay we'll get there I'm always that's fascinated time. by do doctor duplicates yeah so it's kind of confusing as to who's who's what but I think I think I sorted it. But, uh, Ultimately, it's a science versus religion. Yes. Story. The, the savants are more the scientific uh, people um, in the very white outfits and white hair, mm -hmm. and saying that you know where we came. We don't know where we came from, but we know it wasn't just the heavens. And part of their discussion is that you know that the, their history or their their origins and the um, the Daeons are that, that oh we came from the heavens and the dodecahedron is their their god source the you know the savants see it as the power source they see it as their god um, a sentient type of uh, power uh, yeah so that that is a, a conflict I'm not sure we are meant to understand more about them trying to re-inhabit the surface. Um, maybe they live under the surface, just like Megalos comes up from the, underneath the ground on his planet. I think that's true. I think that they, because they talk about ascending to the surface or something like that. And when Romana's telling, talking about the system they're in and the planets, the sister planets, and says that the Zoltathura destroyed itself, Mm -hmm. in a war between them I think so maybe that's why they can't go to the surface of their own planet right um, so there's that issue there's the issue of just the science versus religion stuff pours disasters in the middle and then there's the issue of I think where they need to continue to live um, and it's, it's interesting that uh, in this case the, the doctor says well I think I've been there before and he has, um, in that uh, Zastor remembers him, and Zastor is actually called to him. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a different thing that I don't know that we've seen happen, or if we have, it's been a while. Yeah, it's at least been a while. There aren't that many occasions where the Doctor goes back to a planet he says he's been to before, and then continues with another uh, story of some kind. Of course, it happens when he be 
from the first doctor to the second and becomes a, a second doctor with Brigadier. Uh, he's Captain Lethbridge Stewart, and then when he meets him again he, with the with the Yeti, mm. and then when he meets him again with the Cybermen, um, he's Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. Um, so we have a character uh, returning that recognizes or knows the Doctor from before. Yeah. So those happen in more quick succession well, than this one we, seems. Do we know which version of the Doctor visited the planet? No, we don't. We don't know which one visited uh, and talked with Zastor before, but. Um, and in fact, the picture that Megalos showed on the display was the Fourth Doctor, not just a scene from the TARDIS in the time right, loop. Right. He actually shows a still of the Doctor, doesn't he? Of the Fourth Doctor. Zastor, Ma- oh, did you say Megalos? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes, Megalos shows the Fourth Doctor in the human, the Earthling's body. Yeah. And Zastor says it's like, you know, 50 years ago, their time, so. But still, it could be any of the doctors, but I would have to assume that it's the fourth since. Well. Well, I, I, no, I, I guess say we don't have because to. he showed that picture of. Because that was the picture in their system. Well, it could be. It, was probably, it doesn't really matter. But he did have them in the loop on his screen too so maybe that's how he knows what the doctor looks like now that, that was my point though he didn't yeah. show a scene from the he didn't eventually he did oh but there was a still shot right of the fourth doctor so he's not from the TARDIS so he wasn't sure what point he saw that in there so it was probably was the fourth um, I just think it's a, an interesting idea that the a previous uh, alien local race mm-hmm. that had contact with the doctor is calling him for help again. Whichever doctor it had been, I think it's interesting that they're, they're calling out for his help. Mm-hmm. Not just the doctor stumbled onto um, this uh, and come and met them like he did with the brigadier. You know, it was actually kind of a distress call. Like, hey, can, you know, you're close by. Come and help me again. <laughs> uh, which might be kind of interesting. Well, parts of the canine are very... Um, slow long and drawn out. Slow and drawn out, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of no wonder that... Um, John Leeson wanted his character to be cut because he probably realized that that about his character scenes, maybe. Well, no one knows how to write for him, for the character, I mean. Yeah. That's probably going to be frustrating for him as a voice actor, anyway. This, you know, to be all over the place, really, Mm -hmm. and not have a direction. So maybe that's why he wanted to come back just so they could write him out like you said last yeah. time um, we get the return of an old friend yes so he alluded to last time what do you mean? I said we, we see somebody someone oh didn't I say we see I some interesting I think you may have things. told me that 
Oh, maybe. I don't think it was on the show. Oh. But it's uh, Jacqueline Hill who played Barbara. Barbara is bad. But not Barbara. Yes, not as Barbara. She plays Lexa. Although she's very Barbara-like, I have to say. <laughs> Almost like having Barbara back. Yeah, she's the high priestess, I guess, of the Dayons. And she's yeah, she acts like Barbara used to in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, there's a Zastor who's in charge, and she's kind of in charge of the others, and she goes to talk with him about um, her position or what he's planning on deciding for in this conflict that they have which is something you know Barbara would do would go to talk with the doctor about something or you know just her way of interfering Mm -hmm. in the story she was in Um, it's funny to see her as this high priestess and not think of her as Yitaxa Mm -hmm. from the Aztecs (laughs) they mistaken make her the the high priestess High god of uh, the Aztecs by accident, by default, kind of. Um, but it is kind of interesting to see her back in a different character form. Um, I would have been wondering if this is the uh, only other character she played. You know, is she is she only Barbara and Lexa, or is she? other characters before you know we learned that um, you know the brigadier was actually a character before the actor was a character before the first doctor that we didn't really see that episode of before he was brought back as uh, Captain Lethbridge Stewart and then brigadier Um, so but I don't know that she does anything else other than these two on Doctor Who no yeah I don't believe so. Um, and I didn't catch in the info track. Did she want to come back? Did they ask her to, to do it? You know, I didn't see anything about it, actually. Uh, and I don't know the answer to that. I mm. assume she wanted to do it. Mm. She did it after all. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I wonder who, whose idea it was. Was it her idea? Or did they, they ask her to, to, if she'd be interested, you know? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll talk more about it. Wouldn't and surprise me. It's been so long. I mean, she's probably, I'm sure there are people at the time that recognized her as Barbara. But yet, there's probably by now there's a new generation of children watching the show, who probably had no idea who Barbara was. Children aren't watching the show. We'll talk about that. Well, they they're in the White House, and they just think the children are watching the show, and being emotionally scarred by it, probably all the violence, you know. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, I did see a, a mention about something about they thought the sh- show was uh, geared more towards uh, 
teens and young men or something like that. That was uh, on Romana's yeah. reasons for leaving. Apparently she agreed that, the, or wanted out because she saw that that's what was happening. It was no longer a kid's show. I think it looks like a lot of work going into the costumes that they all have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a big difference between the science and the religion factions. Um, there's not as much putting Zastor in the middle as I thought there might be, considering how different the opposing factions are in dress and attitude. His dress seems more in line with the, um, the Dayons than the Savants. Um, because it, the only difference really is his robes are purple and mm. not pink and as ornate maybe as hers are. So I guess I I would have thought there'd be a little bit more. He his would look a little more neutral between the two, mm. if he's the leader of both. But maybe he's he's maybe I'm misreading what he is. Um, and then there's the of course the. The um, fortune hunters, as Megalos calls, the um, Gregor Gregor and his men. Um, I guess they are kind of uh, smugglers, mercenaries of the that sector of the galaxy where they are. I guess mm-hmm. that's what they seem to be. Probably why they're dressed in as in the barbarian costume that they have, um, which we've kind of seen them do before with the Graf Vindicay from the um, Rebus operation. In fact, I believe that was his helmet modified. Oh, yeah, because he's been much more bushy in the fur. One of the, them was, anyway. Yeah. I could see that. Um, and then, of course, Megalos, the cactus. I, I guess it's not a bad-looking cactus model. No, actually, I thought it looked pretty lifelike. And then they started deflating it. Yeah, well, then they well they, they they lifted it up off the platform and then put it on the floor. And that, you know, it, that was okay. It wasn't too bad. Um, it, Weight-wise, you know, the empty cup syndrome. You know, they they made it seem like there was some some weight to picking it up and putting it down. Um, but yeah, they did a pretty good job making it look like a big. Uh, type of cactus. I don't know what type because I'm not a, a very good plant person. I know it's not a saguaro. I can say that much. It's not the one with the big arms that you see in the Arizona desert. Yeah, I don't know what it's, it's supposed to be. It's more of a just tubular. doesn't matter. It's alien anyway. It's alien, yeah. And uh, now it's part human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now it looks like the doctor. So, um, uh, but the, I think they did a good job with it, making it look like a real cactus. Um, 
And I think that uh, the ship and the interior that we see of Megalos is um, really quite, it's very sterile looking and very white and brightly lit with little colored bits and bobs um, on the panels and on the, the view screens and such. It's very um, nice looking. Mm-hmm. For a, a sci-fi set in here, I think it looked very nice. Other than that, we don't see a whole lot of the planet Tigella yet. No. One room where they were all chatting with each other and arguing, and then the ship they were on, which uh, was kind of nondescript in the sci-fi series kind of way. Nothing really stood out so much. And uh, the, the area they were in at the start. So. Do you notice the other odd thing, which is that the... Doctor and Romana don't actually get involved in the action. Mm. Yeah, there's much talk about it. The doctor keeps, she's focusing on fixing K9, and he's half focusing on um, uh, remembering Zastor and his last trip to Tigella, and um, the fact that he's called him to help. Mm-hmm. But they don't actually hit the planet. No, interspersed with fixing K9. You know, Romana thinks he's talking about K9 and he's talking about the planet. So that's very disjointed, really, in a way. And, um, yeah, it is unusual that, you know, she says, oh, we should land soon. And he, in the beginning, he says, no, let's just hover here for a while. Um, which is... One, odd for the doctor to say, to not say, yeah, let's go right away. Yeah. But no, let's hover. We're close, near enough, he says. Um, it doesn't seem like him at all. And, uh, yeah, they they haven't managed to get down to the planet interfere yet. Nope. Sort of unusual. Yeah. I wouldn't dream of interfering. No. But he always does. Um, yeah. So a couple interest, several interesting things. You know, we've got the interesting start that the doctor's been called to help. Um, interesting to see an old character reborn as someone new, and um, interesting that the doctor and Romana are not involved yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, uh, it would be fun to see how we continue. So, do you have anything else about the episode? No. We just talk about the doctor's double hearing at the end? No, we're good. Okay. So, someone pretending to be the doctor yep. again. We've got a new doppelganger to add to the list. Mm-hmm. Megalos makes himself look like the Doctor. And I guess we can, we don't have to explain that as any power that he has, because we don't know what his powers are. We don't know much about him. Mm -mm. So. No no um, explanation is really necessary. I don't think. No, he's an alien life form. He's a Z-Zero fight 
and it mm -hmm. resolves themselves. Yep. And they plant, they form. I did think it was one thing that I didn't mention earlier is that Ramana keeps talking about the one of the planets, Tigel, is having a robust and I can use the word rambunctious, but almost virulent plant life. Mm, mm -hmm. And because um, the canine probably won't be able to go out in it if it's very uh, heavily foliaged or something like that. And then here's this plant form of Megloss. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe she was meaning the other planet. Maybe that's what they meant by. It's dangerous plant life. So who knows what powers that plant, those plant people could have. Mm. So I guess we'll find out what else Megalos can do. Yeah. Um, obviously he has some power to create this time loop that has trapped the Doctor and Mana. Well, or he has, uh, he's got the equipment that can. Yeah. So it'd be... Whatever and I wouldn't say that's his power. True. Whatever his, um, yeah, his laboratory or his, his rooms. It's, I can't really say that it's a ship as much as it's just a, uh, a lab or some uh, collection of equipment and panels. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's hard to tell. It comes up from the sand and then doors open and they go in and everything ensues from there. So, I guess it's his control room. Some kind. So. Sure. Yeah. So, it obviously has some power. Enough that the controls can stop the doctor in this chronotic historic hysteresis. Hysteresis. I missed it. A, a syllable there, I think, in my writing it down. Chronotic hysteresis. Which we don't really know what that is, except it's, it's a time bubble. It's a it's a time bubble that they will only be aware of as it starts over, and then they become caught up in it. So, because we notice it the second time. It happens. They seem to be like, "Hey, didn't we just go say this and go through this?" And then by the third time, the doctor realizes, and so does Ramana, and so they they think they might be in this type of thing, situation. And then they start into their scene that they're trapped in. So it's yeah, but they're actually able to accomplish stuff in those seconds or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, before the restart happens. When the yeah, right after the restart. Yeah. Completes. It's like there's a little grace period. Blank space. Yeah, a little grace period before the 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 bubble starts again. Before mm -hmm. the loop repeats, there's a little hesitation there where they can um, are self aware and can know what's happening before they're thrown back, pulled back into it. So we'll have to see how how that plays out in the next episode anyway. So that's it. Yeah, 
I guess it's pretty effective for, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, there's many questions. Um, the Doctor and Mon are kind of in danger of being stuck in this loop, but um, beyond that, many other people may be in danger because, you know, Gregor's been drawn into this thing with Megalos, the poor accountant, or whoever he is, has been taken over, um, and now what's going to happen to these factions of people on Tigella because it's not really the doctor coming to help them. So there's, on many levels, there's a lot to think about before next episode. Well, the in the uh, production notes brought up, a, uh, this is going back a little bit, production notes brought up a good point, which is why do they need a human? Why couldn't they just use a Tigellan? Mm. Who is presumably closer and easier to get. Yeah. Huh. It's not really explained. At least not yet. And I imagine it won't be. Yeah. I suppose it's not that important, but still. Or maybe it just... They happen to be raiding something on, on Earth and took this guy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it had to be somebody uh, who was able to come to Megalos. Sure, but why couldn't they have grabbed... Why couldn't they have just grabbed one of... A Tegelan. Gruggen's men. Gruggers' men. Sure. I guess, whatever race they are. Hmm. Anyway. That is a good question. Maybe we'll come back to it. I you bet know. they don't. Oh. Because you know how the Doctor likes it. Is the Earth Defender, so... He is now. Yes. In the current ones. Or... He's he's a big fan of Earth, don't get me wrong. But he doesn't really identify himself as the defender of Earth until the newer ones. That's not... That's not... Well... He tends to be more the defender. Not necessarily specifically of Earth. Unless Earth's being threatened. True, it just, it just seems to. I guess it's because of the third Doctor being on Earth, he kind of was, but that was because he was stuck there. Um, I think the fourth Doctor kind of uh, takes on that role without actually saying that he is to anyone. Like you said, the, the current Doctor, it's actually, he actually specifies <laughs> That he's the defender. Um, instead of just acting the part, he actually acts the part and says that is his his role he's taking. So, yeah, uh, pretty good first episode. Oh yeah, very. I like it so far. Although it's, again, I think it's weird the doctor's not involved yet. Right. And so that sort of detracts from it a little bit. Yeah, Especially given how long they spent trying to repair canine. Yeah. I guess they just had to give him a reason to be still be in the TARDIS when all this was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one is... It's, it's kind of worrying how that's going to play out. It It's always kind of good when they jump right into the situation on the... of the planet that needs help but 
it's still a little bit confusing as to what's trying to happen there. So, yeah. but I think that they'll. I, I'm. I feel pretty confident that we'll learn more though. So I'm not too worried about that right yet. I think we'll learn more about the two factions and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sure so we will. We'll be fine. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Join us tomorrow when we talk about episode two of Meglos. Join us then, and thank you for listening.